Hello everyone, this is Brandon Carmer, and welcome to this week's episode of the NEA Chronicles podcast. This week on the show, we have Wade Stark, the owner of Save It Again. Wade provides an amazing service to the people of Jonesboro and the surrounding areas by converting old home movies or any video, really, uh, that is on tape to a digital format to preserve it for years to come. You know, video tape degrades over time, but converting it to digital preserves that video for a lifetime. Uh, I have personally used Wade's service and could not be more pleased with the results. Um, Wade has an interesting story about how he began his business, and recently we got a few minutes to sit down and talk with him about it. So stay tuned to the end of the episode uh, for a special offer Wade is doing for the NEA Chronicles podcast listeners. And always, as always, we appreciate you uh, listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Thank you very much. Uh, we are here today with Wade Stark. Uh, Wade, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where were you born and raised? I was actually born in Truman at the Dr. Smith's Clinic, uh, but lived lived here in Jonesboro all my life. Went to Valley View. I graduated in 1980 and uh, got married in 1991 um, to Carla, um, who's a teacher at Truman, uh, kindergarten teacher. And then I have two sons, uh, Joseph, 23, who's a financial advisor for Arvest, and uh, Ryan, who's 20, um, and unloads uh, trucks for UPS. Oh, awesome. So you, you've been here all your life. So tell me about a little bit about where did where did you go to school at? I'm a Blazer. I'm a 1980 uh, Blazer when uh, it was a different school, a lot smaller and um, a country school as opposed to the school it's become now. Awesome. So uh, what about what about your background uh, and work? What, what, have you, um, what have you done in the past? Before well, you got um, into this, I, I worked at Merriman's IGA, which is now I think the Dairy Queen is there uh, on um, Southwest Drive across from Jonesboro High, and then uh, attended ASU and got burnt out and tired of that. And then uh, 1986, I left Arkansas for the first time and went to Alaska to, uh, for four years to be in the Army, and uh, got enough of that and decided I wanted to be home. Um, and then um, for the next 20 roughly years, I sold insurance. Um, so, and then, so I've been in sales for a very good part of my life. I worked at StarTech when they first opened as a, the sales, I think sales champion was my title. I was just a sales manager uh, was my job. And then for, um, prior to this, I worked for a, a durable medical equipment oxygen company for seven years and made calls to doctors. Okay, cool. Well, thank you for your service. Uh, so... But it had a radio equipment in it. It had a teletype, which is basically a facsimile of fax. And a piece of equipment, one of them was really old, quite a bit older uh, than even my parents. And then one of them was a newer piece of equipment, which I think we called it a, a UGC-74. An uh, interesting thing about that piece of equipment was it went up on the space shuttle. It was the brains for the space, uh, the first space shuttle. Oh wow, that's that's, cool. that that is that is pretty neat, neat story. So got out of the army, went into sales, um, spent years in that. So now, what do you do? Well, I have a business here in Jonesboro called Save It Again. Um, uh, seven years ago, so my grandfather died, and um, with all of that, you know, going through old memorabilia and stuff, um, we just started finding stuff that um, my mom had collected, um, my old Hot Wheels, my old Tonka truck that had been ro- run over and bent and damaged but um she wanted to give it to me 
and uh, my sister's dolls and Chatty Cathy and that kind of thing. And uh, one weekend while we were going through stuff, um, we come across uh, basically a large Tupperware type um, uh, box, tub, and uh, got to looking at it and there were our old VHS movies in it. And, uh, you know, we realized we didn't have any way of watching them, hadn't seen them in forever, and uh, it kind of piqued my interest. And so um, my sisters and my mom basically said that if I would do the work, they would try to help me, you know, uh, to support me. So in the afternoons, it became my hobby. And then uh, over a period of time, I guess it became my side hustle, I think the kids call it. <laughs> so uh, so a couple of years ago, you did some uh, video for me. Uh uh, got it switched over to digital. Uh, one of them was mine and my wife's wedding. Another one was my daughter's birthday party. Uh, and and it, it was really, really awesome to go back and be able to see that stuff again because I didn't have the equipment to play it on. Um, and I, we were sitting around talking about it one day, and I said, I'd really like to see this again. And my wife said, well, let's look for somebody to, to do it. And I happened to run across you on, on Facebook and uh, contact you. You did a great job. So, yeah, I so what all what what all kinds of equipment? What's the most common type of, of equipment that you that you transfer over? I see a lot of, uh, of course, VHS and of course the the, the smaller VHS. <clears throat> it's called VHSC, so it's the it's it's still a VHS tape. It fits in the adapter that plays in a VCR. So I see a lot of that, um, but I see a lot of the um, you know the next generation after that would be what they call digital eight or high eight which is uh, about the size of a cassette tape. That's pretty popular. I see a lot of those. And then the generation after that um, is a mini DV, D, uh, digital video. I um, see a pretty fair amount of that. And then I also see a, a pretty good amount of the older stuff, um, the 8mm and 16mm reels, um, and a little bit of beta tapes. So you have, like, a a ton of equipment and here old v uh old vhs players you have camcorders of all different shapes and sizes so when that stuff comes in what what is kind of the process that you go through to get that converted over to digital um and and get that uh kind of restored well so you know the um so i've got 11 stations that i I use max they work better so basically what i do with the vcr tapes is um i just have a vcr that has an adapter that connects to the computer and the computer converts it into a digital format and then I've got editing software. Um, So then once I get it into a a digital format and it's in a digital uh, type file, then, you know, I'll communicate with the client and ask them, you know, how do you want to watch it? And, you know, some people like DVDs um, and then some, you know, want to share it uh, and are a little more techy and we use um, a flash drive. Um, And then uh, the last thing we've been doing the last Oh, eight or nine months is uh, because people are spread out and um, people have smart equipment, smart TVs, tablets, and computers, is I'm using um, an online service to upload the files so they can be accessed from anywhere. Um, the thing that's nice about the online service is um, I, I pay for the storage. You don't. So basically, I give you a link that allows you to be able to access your um, movies um, from anywhere in the world with a smart device, either a smartphone, an Android, a tablet, a computer, uh, even a smart TV. Um, it doesn't cost anything extra to, to share that with uh, one person or a hundred people. So it's a really nice um, and effective way to be able to access and share your movies. That's, that's, that's really neat. Um, so uh, with all the equipment in there, about how long does it take to, to get a movie transferred from like say a VHS over to, over to digital? 
The, um, the, you know, of course, the first part is to actually change it from analog. Though analog is the actual tape, just like a, a, a reel of, um, of scotch tape. That's, that's that would be similar. So it's actually, you know, the brown tape. Um, it depends on how long the movie is. Um, the thing that I think some people did, and I didn't understand, is if a tape is 45 minutes of viewing time, it takes 45 minutes to upload it. There is no fast dub. Um, I guess you probably could in a, a bigger uh, company or a bigger market. Um, you pr maybe could fast dub, um, but you'd have to have very expensive equipment. So, you know, for, for my market and for what we charge, I use VCRs. Um, uh, I don't have to have the adapter, so um, the actual camcorder there. For the Digital 8 or the Hi-8, I actually have to have those camcorders um, in the Mini DV because there is no adapter. So, you know, sometimes people will say, I've got Hi-8 or Digital 8 movies, um, and if they've got a, project, a camera that's still in good working order, um, and they're not going to need it after we get the movies converted, then sometimes we'll, you know, discuss a deal to see if, you know, we'll make a discount or, you know, swap movies for a camcorder. Um, you know, projectors, um, those movies, um, the eight millimeter, most of the films were 50 feet. They're about a three or four minute movie. Um, so you have to stay right on top of those. Uh, VCR or a camcorder typically will stop. Um, if there's a problem, it'll just pause. Uh, it might eat a little bit of the tape, but you, it's negligible. The reels will actually keep going. They'll shred a tape and they'll burn a tape. So I have to stay right on top of the, the reel to reel. So that's the first part is to actually convert it. So it depends how long the, the actual movie is. And then the second part is once it's actually uploaded and it's digital, um, then I edit. Um, and I can go through and edit a movie pretty quick. Um, the thing that's different about what I do than um, like the big box guys do is I sent some of mine to a competitor and they basically video the film they chop off the very beginning and they chop off the very end. Um, you know, sometimes on the bottom of the uh, tape, you'll see like where CNN runs a banner, you'll see a little bit of a wiggle. Um, and I clean that up a little bit. And then it's pretty common to see gaps where someone had taken the tape out and putting it back in. You'd see a little blue, sometimes a blue screen. Uh, and then sometimes people lay um, a tape a camcorder down for 15 or 20 minutes and there's just a dead, dead, you know, you can hear mumble. Um, if you can hear people talking, I try to leave that, but if it's just kind of, you know, garbled, then, uh, I edit that part out. Okay. Um, so you have this old, this old beta player here. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at it. Um, where do you go about, um, like finding the technology to do this and, and, uh, and to kind of keep up? I, I know they're not making it anymore. So how do you, how do you kind of go about finding all of, all the technology that you use? I'm, um, I'm always looking, you know, I mean, I've, I've had good luck getting stuff through clients. Um, you know, a lot of times people will say, you know, if, if somebody brings me a beta tape, I typically assume at some point they've had a beta player. So, you know, maybe sometimes they don't have a player, but maybe their parents or somebody does. Um, so I'm always looking for, you know, equipment. Um, and I look at Facebook, I look at eBay, um, you know, uh, the marketplace on Facebook is sometimes a good source. Typically, what does it cost to get something like that switched over? Um, is there different prices for different, uh, different types of tapes? Yeah. Um, it, it, it depends on the tape. Um, I'm a lot different than the, the big box, the big box. Um, I look, I try to be familiar with my competition. The big box, um, you know, will have a price of $19.99 or $24.99 for a VHS. 
Um, and sometimes they'll run, you know, a, um, a, a 20 or 30 percent off, you know, type thing. Um, so, you know, their their price there ends up being 12 or 15 bucks. Um, but then they want to add, you know, if you want a DVD, it's an extra charge. If you want a flash drive, it's an extra charge. If you want the online storage, it's an extra charge. And often that's for a limited amount of time. Um, I try to keep it pretty simple. Um, VHS tapes are right now $12 a tape, which is about half of what the competition is. And for the amount of, of time that I spend on it compared to what they do, it's a real bargain. Um, I can, if the colors are a little dark, I can brighten it up a little bit. If it's a bit dark, I can, you know, I can enhance a little bit. Um, I have a tape that came through the other day and um, it was of a, a lady's son preaching. Uh, you could hear him, but he got away from the mic a little bit. Um, so the rest of the tape was at a pretty normal level and then it dropped down quite a bit. I basically had to run it through my editing software two or three times and, and focus on just that 10 or 15 minutes he was speaking to get the volume up. Uh, if, you, if you bring up the volume too much, you can kind of start to, um, it, it's almost like um, it fades out. It kind of, you, you miss, you start losing some of the audio. So I, I spend more time with it and I enhance it more than uh, the competition. That's what I like about using local. Uh, they just seem to care more and, and to put more effort into it. Um, and I know this has kind of turned in. It's what started out as as um, trying to get some whole movies converted over. It's kind of turned into a passion of yours to help to help save that tape. Um, is that is that accurate? What do you enjoy most about it? Yeah, it's um, I, I, I in my studio is a ten by twenty building that I had built by Bald Eagle, and uh, I've got cameras on it, and um, you know I have um, a couple of safes. So when I'm not here, the the uh, the tapes are locked up and secure. So I'm paranoid. Um, and really uh, cautious um, because I get what um, people bring to me that can't be replaced. And even though um, me sitting down looking at your tape isn't the same, I don't get that same warm fuzzy, I still understand how special it is to you because that was the whole reason we started the business. So I have people call me with unusual stuff all the time. I have people call me that say they're coming in for a funeral and they found the tape and they wanted to play the tape before the funeral, so sometimes time can be an issue. Um, I think a couple of stories. One is a lady called me. Um, it was real reluctant to send me her movies because she lived out of town, but she did send them, um, and she checked on them often, and she really was kind of standoffish, and I really wasn't quite sure how to take that. And uh, so we got her, her movies, and, uh, you know, I caution people when... Uh, you get your movies back. Some people think, well, I'll run home and start during lunch, and that's fine. The thing a lot of people don't think about is if your mom, dad, brother, sister, or a good friend has passed away, and you're sitting there eating your lunch, and they pop up in your movie, it, it, it can be quite emotional. Um, and then sometimes it's just so much fun, you just want to keep going, um, and that's fine too. Um, but, you know, um, the I guess the first story was a lady, uh, this lady, we ended up asking her, you know, um, about her movies, and she paused and she started crying, and um, I thought I'd upset her, and the gist of the story basically was, the um, she had two grandsons. We had the ice storm in 2009, um, and they lived up somewhere Hardy Ash Flat somewhere, and the kids were coming in I guess for the holiday, for a gathering, 
and most of the family went to the grocery store uh, before it got bad. But while they were out, a couple of the kids stayed, and the and the the roads got bad, and they couldn't get back for several hours. And while they were out, ice got uh, on the lines, and got on the house and burned the house. They ended up losing two of her grandchildren, mm. and um, she had video, recent video of those grandkids, and so it was very. Um, important that she wanted to keep it, but it was also very emotional as far as, you know, as, as far as, you know, having it and, you know, who's going to, who's she going to let, you know, is she going to let some big box down the street that she doesn't know, um, you know, have her movies for a time. So being able to preserve those, um, those memories for those customers is, is something pretty special. Oh yeah. It's, um, you know, there's always a story, um, you know, I was watching a movie, um, and I don't, I don't watch all the movies. I get, I watch, I, I run several computers at a time, um, but I can go pretty fast. As I've done it longer, I can go pretty fast. But I do see stuff sometimes that kind of catches my eye. Um, on one movie I did a while back, I noticed a guy on a on a bal- on a patio, bare feet, blue jeans, and a t-shirt, and he was singing play- and playing a guitar. And I thought, well, that's kind of cool. So I sent the lady a clip. And she called me crying, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, you know, I've, I, I'm, I'm not sure what I've done." Um, and her nephew could sing. I mean, you could tell he had a pretty good voice. Um, he had done some stuff around Jonesboro and had some connections. Was, was probably going to go to Nashville and cut a record, but he died in an auto, uh, a motorcycle accident, mm-hmm. and they weren't, they weren't even aware that they had his voice recorded. So. In a case like that, not only was I able to keep the video for them, I can actually peel off the audio and give them just the audio portion so they could listen to it on their phones or while they drive down the road, they could listen to that nephew sing. And have something have something for, for eternity, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the thing of it is with what I do, you know, it's not just you're converting the movies. It's basically a lot of times you're preserving them for the next generation. So you're creating a legacy. Right, right. Um is, is there anything else uh, you want to say, I mean, say about your business? I, I would say the biggest thing is I would just appreciate, like to say, I thank everybody for, you know, helping me, you giving me an opportunity to work on your movies. You know, a lot of times I don't know the people, so they're kind of taking, a, maybe they feel a risk. I would just say, you know, look at my Facebook page. Um, look at the comments that you see from people, you know, the movies I've done. Um, I take a lot of pride and um, a lot of, I spend a lot of, um, I put a lot of heart into converting your movies because I want them to be very good. Uh, I want the experience to be good. I want you to tell your friends. Um, but the, I guess the other thing I would say is um, I sent some of mine to a big box, and I'm biased, obviously, but there's no comparison to what okay. they do. Um, one of the big box, um, I just got a bag, and the lady actually had had them done by a competitor recently. And her problem was, is they sent back the movies and it has a barcode on it. And the movie that she got has a barcode, has a number. That's how they identify the movie. So she wasn't sure how to match up. She had several movies, how to match up which movie is which. Right. Um, a lot of people write, you know, September of 92, or they may write a pretty good bit on the label. So what I do is I take a picture of the front of the 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 either the top of the, 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 the movie or on the side where you had written. And so you have a picture just like you're holding the movie in your hand. So you can see 
exactly which movie it is that you're looking at. The other thing that I do that nobody else does is I usually let clients know I'm starting and, you know, I'll ask them while I'm in here, do you want to see some clips while I, you know, while I'm starting? Um, you know, just to, you know, take a quick shot with my phone. So it kind of gets them excited, but it also lets them know, you know, hey, your movies are okay and you can see what I'm doing with them. So um, everybody's is different and, you know, I appreciate the opportunity to, to, to be able to do this. It's a pretty, it's the coolest job I've ever had. I, I know when you did mine, um, and it's been a couple of years ago now, but I was, I was, I still remember I was really impressed with the con how you kept in contact with me, letting me know you were started. Cause I just expected to hand them off to you. And then you say, Hey, I'm done with them. Uh, I was really, really impressed. And I could tell that you cared a lot about, about my videos, even though they weren't your own, you, you understood that it was, that it was somebody else's and it was special to them. So I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate that. I have a lady, um, not too long ago that brought me a bag of movies and um, she really was reluctant to give them to me and before we left she got this funny look on her face and she said will you do one thing for me and I said if I can and she literally went in her car and got a little yellow sticky notepad and wrote a note that says Wade Stark has seven of my movies um, and wrote down that they were VHS movies and what day it was and what time I had them and that I promised to get them back to her in, you know, to take care of them. <laughs> right. And I told my wife and she said, well, that's, that's, she said that I can't believe that. She said, what did you think about that? And I said, it made me happy. Um, the reason it made me happy is because it made me understand how much those movies meant to her. And that's the kind of people I want to work for is I want to, you know, the people that want, you know, a $3 movie and, you know, it doesn't really matter. You know, I'll convert your movies, but the ones I really want are the ones that it means a lot, that those movies mean a lot. And so I get to put my heart and my, my expertise to give that back to you. So, you know, it's a good experience years and years from now. Right, right. And that's that's special to special to people. So so the name of your studio is Save It Again. Uh, I, as we were setting up this interview, you said you wanted to do something special for the people who mentioned they heard it on uh, the NEA Chronicles podcast. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so anybody that'll send me a message, um, you know, and tag um, Brandon, you know, also, so, you know, because so people, more people can hear his podcast. He's very easy to work with. He's doing a great job and a great service. He's real easy, um, you know, a little intimidating sitting in front of a big mic. <laughs> and uh, it's, been, it's been a real pleasure from this side, you know, talking to people, letting them know. But if people will send a message and let, let me know that you heard the podcast, uh, I'll convert one of your movies for free, no charge at all. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, what is the best way to get a hold of you, best way to get in touch with you, Wade? Uh, on Facebook, it's Save It Again. Um, it's the Facebook page. If you're just Googling it, you don't have Facebook, um, it's Save It Again, VHS to DVD. Uh, should pull it up. Or you can call in the cell as 870-919-8125. And I appreciate you, know, you coming in and letting me speak with you very much. Wade, thank you for joining us. And uh, uh, good luck in your business, and I, I know you do a great job. Thank you very much. Thanks again.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode. As a reminder, you can find us on Facebook by searching NEA Chronicles, or you can find us anywhere you enjoy listening to your podcast, like Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, just simply by searching NEA Chronicles. Um, as a reminder, also, you can hear me, but I can't hear you. So the best way for you to be heard is by sending me a message through Facebook. If you have any comments or suggestions, uh, we are always looking for interesting stories to share. So send me a message if you know of anyone who would be interested uh, in being on the show. Uh, Thank you very much. We hope you have a great week.